0: Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of patriot-oriented radio operators. So, am on phonetically. Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time covering tactics, techniques, news, technology, and concepts related to emergency communications in support of the American Redoubt Radio Operators Network and disaster communications in general. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down, this is Partisan Radio. Uh, welcome all of you guys. I hope you had a great week and congratulations again to those of you who just got licensed and uh those of you who've upgraded your ham license to general and higher or getting ready for your uh extra class. That's that's pretty cool stuff. Uh don't forget to mark your calendars T Rex 2015, the Teotwaki Readiness Exercise. It's going to be a three-day exercise starting Friday through Sunday, August 7th, 8th, and 9th. And I told you last week I was going to get the uh, promo video updated to match the dates for 2015, and I was unable to do that. I'm sorry, and I'm going to make that a priority here the first part of this week. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, I should be able to dedicate the the time to uh, get that all updated. And don't forget, you can still go and type in the search box T-Rex 2014 and watch the promo video. It's the same thing it's going to be for this year. But actually, we should get, hey, uh, Polly one codename Polly one can you get that banner up there on the right-hand side over at uh, Radio Free Readout and uh, Partisan, I mean, uh, uh, well, Amron.com. Get that posted up there so folks can at least watch that video. And uh, most of them know by now that uh, uh, the dates don't match. We've got the dates listed at the top of Amron.com. So we'll uh, go ahead and get that taken care of, and then we'll just replace that video here in the next couple of days. I really will work on that. Uh, Congratulations to all of you who participated in NETS during the month of May. The NETS reports are... Posted, they are up and available. We had 521 total check-ins nationwide uh, through the Amron Nets, and let's take a look at some of those numbers. And actually, you can break those down and look at those by state, by region, by mode, by band. Uh, If you are a member, type in the membership password that you were sent for accessing everything else, and uh, that would give you access to the comprehensive, in-depth reports. And that was just posted today. We had 236 HAM check-ins and 29 CH3 check-ins. And CH3 is the Channel 3. You're an unlicensed FRS, GMRS, or FRS, MERS, and CB. We had uh, 15 of those check-ins were FRS, 5 were MERS, and 9 were CB. Good stuff. And uh, net control stations, please remember to submit your net reports. The earlier, the better to help us out with that. So we're not scrambling at the end of the month to try to produce the uh, net reports. I want to remind you also that the uh, American Redoubt Gear Store is operational. That banner is on the right-hand side toward the top on Amron.com where you can buy a window stickers, decals, t-shirts, and more. And that's only available at amron.com right now. We're only talking about it on partisan radio right now and not radio for readout and to the wide masses, just because of the limited stock, we're, we're small, we're little, we're trying to slowly build up. And it costs a small fortune to order 40 shirts when you don't have $400 or $500 laying around. So, um, we are, this is, we're slowly easing into this. We just posted on Amron and that was available to Amron Core uh, starting off in the forum and then uh, over on the uh, Amron Core separate dark website. And now we're posting it on Amron.com. So we're slowly getting it out there. We know also, we heard the feedback, hats and coffee mugs, huge Uh, response. Hey, I want a coffee mug. All right, we'll work on it. (laughs) Thanks for letting us know. We always appreciate your feedback. Uh, There's something that uh, a couple of things that I posted on the highlights and resources posting for today's episode, which is volume 12 of Partisan Radio. There's a link to... Well, a few things. So let me point you first to an article that somebody wrote over at uh, survivalpreps.blogspot.com. As a listener, Amron operator, follower, and a fellow ham and patriot, survivalpreps.blogspot.com is the blog that he runs. And he wrote an article on configuring FL Digi on Mac for use with uh, your HTML stuff, and um, so go check that out. You can click on the link in the highlights resources posting, or if you can just remember survivalpreps.blogspot.com, uh, go over there and check uh, check his blog out and read that article on FL Digi for Mac users. Hopefully that'll be a, a big help for several of you. There is a massive frequency list of thousands of frequencies I've had for a long time, and I stumbled across it, and I wanted to share with you guys. This has frequency lists and range of frequencies for everything from military to emergency services to commercial broadcasting, ham radio, uh, I think I mentioned government services, aircraft bands, you name it. It's got them all, and it's broken down by category. So uh, this is a great tool for your SIGINT operations where your signals intelligence uh, where you are receiving, you're monitoring, you're scanning and intercepting uh, traffic, and all of a sudden you pick something up on your scanner, your shortwave, whatever you're using to scan with, and there's a frequency that you're not familiar with. It's like what? What would this go to? Twenty nine point three five or whatever it happens to be. You quickly look it up in this guide. You can say, oh, that's a commercial aircraft, or that's a military aircraft, or This is, you know, news agencies, uh, whatever it is. So that's going to be available for you to download and uh, print out. It's about 40 pages. The great thing to have in your ham shack, especially if you're doing a lot of monitoring and intercepting, quick glance to look those up. It's a PDF available to you. Also, there is a class I've been asked to pass along, which is actually this works out because... Uh, Each week, we want to try to find a resource that's right down the alley for uh, preparedness, patriot uh, communications, disaster communications, Uh, a resource. Last week, we mentioned uh, Sparks31, a great guy, uh, went through his course in Wyoming, he's recently relocated to the American Redoubt, Uh, super sharp, and... He wrote a book also that's available over there on his uh, website, sparks31.com, for grid down communications, which I also have a copy of. Excellent. Well done. And this week is dialtoneblog.wordpress.com. That's dialtoneblog.wordpress.com writing articles out there for communications, grid down, and even some grid up situations, uh, radio communications resource, and right down the line of uh, Prepper Patriot Comms. They also have a class coming up in the Northeast. For those of you who want to uh, really develop some skill sets, get your hands on, uh, there is a course that is going on. I'm not sure where that is. We're going to put the link. It's in the Northeast. I want to say Connecticut, but I don't think it's Connecticut. Uh, and I don't have it right in front of me. But we'll put the link up there. You can click on it. If it's within driving distance, somewhere near to you, you can go and uh, check it out and increase your comm skills in a class-type environment. Then go for it, dialtoneblog.wordpress.com. There's going to be an article talking about antennas, and I've been corresponding with Codename Popeye for, uh, well, geez, two or three weeks now, about a magnetic loop antenna. These are for radio operators with limited space, and that's exactly what his article is titled, Magnetic Loop Antennas for the Radio Operator with Limited Space. Uh, These uh, can be backpack portable uh field portable and also they can go up in your attic for those of you with uh, limited space or in areas where you have restrictions on antennas this is a great great stealth antenna uh he has one that is uh, commercially purchased and one that he built and he's writing an article about the benefits of using those uh with their uh also with their limitations as well so I'll be looking forward to that here in the next couple of days to be posted over on Amron.com. This week, our main uh topic, I want to talk about... Oh, and then we've got a little drawing giving away this tactical wood gas battery bank holder, which is basically it holds one uh rv size battery with a charger built into it and an inverter. We'll be giving that away here in just a few minutes. I want to talk about... Amron Net Message Traffic Handling. And specifically, I want to talk about message precedence because this has come up. And you'll notice what we've done is we revamped the forms just this week. So there's the announcement. We have new FL Digi forms for you to download into your NBEMS file. And... Uh, those are a more streamlined, scaled-down version that we noticed from uh, a uh, training exercise that Amron Corp did back in February. We're slowly implementing some of the recommendations and changes. One of those was to streamline the sit-rep forms, spot-reps, and the radio message forms that we have in FL message uh, forms. So that's been done, and that is uploaded to the website. If you go to amron.com, up on the upper left hand corner, you will see communications resources. Hover over that, and a drop down menu will appear. And the second one down is AMRON forms. You're going to scroll down. Once you get to AMRON forms, you're going to scroll down until you see those, uh, those custom HTML forms. And you will uh, right-click on those, download them, and put them into your EDBA- NBEMS files. I'm going to do a demonstration tonight. It won't be a contest. It will be just be a demonstration of what that will look like when it opens up properly. When you open up your FL message program, you'll be able to open these up, and it opens in HTML. So it's going to use your browser, either your Internet Explorer or your Firefox, and it's going to open up and look like a web page. You fill that out, click submit, and it saves it, and then it's ready to be sent. Let me point you to a resource real quick. If you go to amron.com and type in FL message, uh, then there is a couple of articles there that will help you get set up with FL Digi and FL message for sending pre-formatted messages, and it's, just, it's beautiful. Fill in the blanks, click save, and it saves it for you and then submits it. And what we're talking about are digital modes. It's almost like a fax machine, in, in a sense, where it sends the data, the text, digitally. And then it opens up in a form on the other end for the user that you're sending it to. And you will be able to practice opening that up tonight with a sit rep that I'm going to send filled out. So let's go to a rep form. In the FL Suite, there's two things that you should have downloaded. The FL Digi, FL Wrap, and FL Message, or MSG. Once you get those downloaded, you can follow the the tutorial that we uh, wrote up and posted with screenshots so you can see what you're you're supposed to be looking for when you're setting it up and uh, using it. When you open up your FL Message, you will be opening up the custom forms that you have previously downloaded. And hopefully by the time you do that, you will have downloaded the new forms that we have. So when you open up FL Message, you click on Form and go down to Custom. And then you will see in Custom, in that drop-down menu, you'll see the list of forms that uh, you've imported. Now we have Amron forms in Radio Message, Sitrep, and Spot Report forms. The older ones will say Amron before uh, sitrep spot and radio the new forms we're trying to streamline it so we dropped amron you know this is amron so it just says radio msg sitrep and then spot report those are the different reports that you should have in there so let's open up a sitrep I'm going to be producing uh, a short video tutorial for each of these forms so that there's a visual to go along with these. But right now, I just want to talk through this. When you open up a sitrep form, you'll see that each of these boxes are numbered. And you'll be able to see this if you just go to the website and just click on Submit a Sitrep or Submit a spot rep. Uh, when it opens up in the browser, you'll see from to precedence current date, time group, and so on. Each of those boxes are numbered. That way you can print out a blank form and have it in your comms binder because if you receive a message, you will just see one, two, three, four. It will not have from and to written next to it. It will not say precedence or current date, time group next to it. It will just simply be one, two, three, four, right on down the line. So you want to have this as a guide so you know that box six means expiration. That's where expiration would go in. Now let's walk through the sit rep form real quick. Box one or line one would be from, that's the sender. If you were sending this, this is where you would put your FCC call sign. If you're not sending it over ham radio and maybe just recording the audio version to pass off to somebody on a thumb drive, or playing it over your phone for somebody else to receive on their end, you could just type in your code name in in there in the from. And then in to, that's the FCC call sign that you're calling to if you're calling over ham radio. If not, you can put anything in there that you want so the recipient knows that it's intended uh, for them. Then you'll see precedence. Now, this is something that we're gonna add additional clarification on. We have routine, priority, immediate, and flash. Now, for those of you old-time ham operators, maybe you were not in the military, maybe you were, or maybe you were and this was reintroduced after you got out of the military. This is a common NATO precedence uh, message setting that most of us who are in the military are familiar with. Routine is just like in ham radio, routine traffic. We'll start from the lowest and work our way up. Now, there are Two formats here. We have the ARRL and then we have AMRON. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. But what we do have is a lot of military personnel that are familiar with the routine, priority, immediate, and flash. And then we have a lot of uh, hams that were in the ARRL, maybe have never been in the military. So routine, priority, immediate, and flash is unfamiliar to them. That's why we need some guidance because there are there are those who are prior military maybe even new to ham or just new to message handling. And this throws them off with welfare, routine, priority, emergency. Uh, What's the difference between emergency and immediate that the the military uses? So hopefully we can uh, clear this up a little bit. Routine is routine. Whether it's uh, AMRON, military, or ARRL, you will just send routine traffic, is used for all types of message traffic, justifying transmission by rapid means, but not of sufficient urgency to require a higher precedence. Routine precedence messages are delivered in the order received and after all messages of higher precedence have been passed. Examples include any message that requires the documentation of its transmission or delivery, messages concerning normal operations, programs, or projects, and periodic or consolidated reports. They should be handled as soon as traffic flow allows, but no later than the beginning of the next duty day. So routine, no later than the beginning of the next duty day, and sooner if the situation allows for it. Then there's priority. Now, priority in the military is the same as priority in the ARRL or ham radio for message handling. This precedence is reserved for traffic requiring expeditious action by the addressee or for conducting operations in progress when routine precedence will not suffice. Priority precedence messages are processed, transmitted, and delivered in order received and ahead of all messages of routine precedence. Examples include requests for supplies or equipment during the conduct of an operation, time-critical items requiring quick response, and situation reports. They are to be handled as quickly as possible with in-station handling time, not to exceed three hours. That's from the time that you receive it as a station and to the time that it gets into the hands of the next station. Then there's immediate. In the military, they use routine, priority, and then immediate. The ARRL uses routine, priority, and then emergency. So immediate is the same as emergency. So you could use this interchangeably either immediate or emergency. Immediate traffic, the same as emergency, is reserved for messages related to situations gravely affecting the security of the nation. It requires immediate delivery. Examples include reports of widespread civil disturbance, reports of warning of grave natural disaster, and requests or directions concerning search and rescue operations. Immediate messages are processed, transmitted, and delivered in the order received and ahead of all messages of lower precedence. They are to be handled as quickly as possible with in-station handling time not to exceed 30 minutes. Messages of lower precedence should be interrupted on all circuits involved until handling of the immediate message is completed. In other words, when there's immediate, you stop all other traffic and you make sure this gets through and everybody does their part to participate in helping that. That is where there's life or limb at stake or from the military perspective where there's uh, situations gravely affecting the security of the nation. Now, there is one for military purposes that is, comes in higher than immediate or emergency, and that is called FLASH. This, precedent, this precedence is reserved for initial enemy contact messages or operational combat messages of extreme urgency, Brevity is mandatory. Flash messages are to be handled as fast as humanly possible ahead of all other messages with in-station handling time not to exceed 10 minutes. Messages of lower precedence are interrupted on all circuits involved until the handling of flash messages is completed. Example, you have a situation where There is an armed group of organized criminal cartel-type elements that are heading over the pass. They are closing on another location of patriots that are unaware that this threat is looming over them. And this enemy force or criminal element force is expected to arrive within 20 minutes from the location of the people that you want to warn. If there is immediate traffic, flash would normally be used by people in leadership, and that would override all other traffic because there it is such time-critical information of such a high importance. So it should be sent fast, immediately, and brief, straight to the point. In station handling time, from the time the, the operator gets the message in his hand to the time that it should be put in the hands of of the destination operator, 10 minutes. Now, there is something that the ARRL uses, which would be welfare. Now, in AMRON, we did not set up a specific welfare because that is not a precedence. That would be more of a category. There Because there are actually two different ways that you could categorize welfare. One might be routine, where the other one might be priority. So for example, If someone sent a welfare check saying, hey, I made it to my brother's house, I'm going to lay low here for a couple weeks, and then I'll make a decision then on when to try to make my way back home. That's a routine welfare. Now, a priority welfare might be... My wife and daughter were traveling from point A to point B when this disaster struck, and I need to know if they made it, because if they didn't, I need to go out with some friends and try to recover them and bring them safely home. So... uh those rescue forces, search and rescue forces, might actually be placing themselves in great danger going out there and trying to rescue someone who's actually already made it home or to their destination safely. But if they're stranded out there, then it's worth risking. So this would be a priority welfare check. That's why we didn't make a specific priority for that. There's not really a priority level. Uh, welfare checks could fall into two priority levels, obviously, depending on the situation. And we'll leave that up to the discretion of the operators uh, handling the traffic or the individual that's initiating that traffic. Now back to the form. So this form would be from J.J.S. in block one. In block two, this would be to Amron listeners or just Amron. Precedents. Well, this, was, this is uh, going to be a story about a helicopter that was forced to land down by the Mexican border. And so we're going to make this routine because it requires no immediate action on the part of those who are receiving it. This is essentially a situation report, letting you know, giving you situational awareness about something that has recently happened. Good information to have, but doesn't require anything from you. This would be routine traffic. The current date time group in block four is the time that you are filling out or, preferably, transmitting that message. Incident number would be the same as your current date time group if this is the first time you're referring to this incident. So tomorrow, if there was a follow-up, I would put in incident number, the date, which would it was originally reported, which is today, dash two. So any subsequent reports coming in would contain that that incident number dash two dash three dash four and so on. Expiration date would be something that where a uh, expiration would apply. I would put NA in block six for expiration on the report of the helicopter that was forced down because. It is not something that requires action of you, so it's irrelevant when this news item might expire. Now, this could change if I was reporting that there are thunderstorms coming in, and we can expect thunderstorms until, let's say, midnight local time. That's where I would put an expiration date and time, using Zulu time for all times and dates. Location, it's your option. You can put in the lat long, you can put in a grid square, you could put in just a city. In this case, this incident happened down by Laredo, Texas. So that's what I put in Laredo, Texas. Incident status, block eight. Is this a new incident? Is this ongoing? Or are you reporting that the situation is now resolved? It is over with. It's time to move on. I put new incident status because this is the first time that I've sent a report to you using FL message about a helicopter being forced to land after being fired upon on the Mexican-U.S. border. In block eight, or correction, in block nine, this is the size and scope of the activity and how much area is affected. This is a local story. A regional event or The size and scope in Block 9 might be regional. Let's say if it is a hurricane that's inbound expected to affect three states, that would be regional. National would be a situation where maybe we have multiple cities with riots and uh, criminal activity and social unrest in 25 cities around the U.S. This is a national event. It's just not isolated to a region or just a local community. The situation in uh, Ferguson with the riots, that was a local event, but there were several local events because there were other several smaller riots taking place while that was inspired by the Ferguson riots, but that wouldn't necessarily be a national event. What you have is multiple local events affecting two or three different cities. Block 10, overall hazard. This is overall, how does this affect safety, life and limb communications, our ability to communicate using conventional communications and so on? Uh, the helicopter being forced down on the Mexican border would be green category. It doesn't affect the overall, there's, there are no overall hazards at this time. Uh, if there were... Reports of a helicopter firing on citizens that crashed. The situation would be green because that helicopter is no longer a threat. If the helicopter fired on civilians and then flew off, it is still at large, but it doesn't seem to be threatening anyone. That would be yellow. However, if every day in the afternoon there are several citizens shot by from the air by a helicopter. Uh, between 1,500 and 1,700 hours local, you might want to put red in that area because it is an ongoing threat. The overall hazard is an ongoing threat. That's block 10. Block 11 is current weather, pretty self-explanatory. Green, yellow, or red based on the severity of the storm and how it could disrupt infrastructure, communications, and uh, public safety or your safety. And then there's the same thing for block 12, which is a 48-hour weather, uh, which current weather might be green, but you might have an inbound hurricane that's supposed to hit in about 30 to 36 hours, Then that would be yellow, uh, warning people they need to get away so that they can be safe. In block 13, infrastructure. Infrastructure is something that would have to be elaborated on more down in Block 17 in remarks, but this is to give the reader a quick glance at what threats exist. Green means infrastructure is fine. There are hospitals, roads, uh, electrical power, and most services are all doing fine. That's green. Yellow may be intermittent uh, brownouts. It could be power is down, but the roads are open. Uh, the power could be up, but you have some roads closed. Yellow would be a good place to put when you have trees down on roads and you need to advise on alternate routes. It's safe to travel. the storm's over, but there are some roads blocked. so infrastructure might be yellow with an explanation down below in remarks. Red means that there are catastrophic there is catastrophic damage. To some part or many parts of the infrastructure. It could mean that power is down from an ice storm and it could be weeks before it is restored. That would be red. Infrastructure is red. Catastrophic damage. Political. The political situation, green, yellow, or red, might apply to a situation, let's say, like Bundy Ranch, where you have a hostile group from the federal government standing. Toe to toe with elected officials uh, that are standing on behalf of a citizen so that he can have due process. That would be a yellow political situation. It is an unstable political situation. In the final days of Bundy Ranch, when they were standing toe-to-toe and is extremely tense, I would almost call that a condition red. But politically, red would be when there is political instability or there is part of the government that is not able to function properly or not at all. Civil. Civil would be green if everybody's getting along, nobody's fighting, nobody's throwing rocks or Molotov cocktails. Yellow might be reports of sporadic hostilities, violence, uh, proceed with caution, civil type of environment. Red would be something that you would use if you were planning to go into Ferguson this last summer or this last fall uh, while riots are going on. That would clearly be a red civil box 15 category. In box 16, communications. Green, yellow, or red should be pretty clear. Green is communications are working fine, no problems. Yellow may mean some communications such as Landlines are working, but maybe cell phone towers are not. You have a partial partially damaged communications. Uh, and then red would be there are no conventional communications in this area. There's no way to communicate at all aside f- from uh, unconventional or ham radio. And then finally in remarks, this is where you want to put a bow. On your message, remarks is where you would explain more details on, especially blocks eight through sixteen. This is also where you'd want to briefly put uh, a description of the incident, disposition, uh, how the situation was resolved, and then also the to and from. The to and from in blocks one and two—that is what station is sending and what station it is intended for but down below you also want to put from and to if say this is a county commissioner approaching you saying can you please get this message to sheriff fred down below in remarks you would have to and from but it would be to sheriff fred from county commissioner so and so and then a brief a brief description of items 8 through 16 if it is necessary and then any other remarks or narrative. And you also want to keep it short, as short as possible. Once you have that filled out, you click Submit Form, and that will drop it right into your FL Message box, all filled out. Uh, From there, just follow the instructions that we have in the tutorial. Make sure your settings are correct on your mode, and click Auto Send, and it'll prompt you to save, and then you send it. So anyway, you guys can experiment and play around with that. But my main point was to explain a little bit more about the precedence for sending messages and then address one of the forms, the SITREP, one of the most common forms that's sent. Next week, I'll talk about the SPOT report. Didn't mean to drag all that out. I just wanted to make sure you guys got that. Okay, now, before we close, before I go too long, which I feel like I already have, I want to wrap this up. We have a giveaway. And we are going to be giving away the tactical wood gas battery bank holder and this was from the contest from last week that went on all week noon Pacific time was the deadline to get your entry in and the instruct what this was was a one time pad encryption exercise and we had one of the highest partition participation rates of any of the contests we've done. I was blown away at the interest in this with lots of requests for more in the future. And so I assure you that we are and have already planned future exercises that will involve not just one-time pad encryption. It will incorporate many of the different modes and uh, methods that we've used Uh, With grid up and grid down, all of these things will be incorporated, and we're going to have some really fun exercises in the future, in the very near future, and uh, so stay tuned, and we'll make those available to you, and we'll have fun together doing it. So that's all I have. Let's go ahead and get this done, and we have a winner. All right, I have the winner right here. Kilo Delta Zero One, codename Kilo Delta Zero One, you are the winner, sir, of Tactical Wood Gas Battery Holder with Charger and Inverter, donated by TacticalWoodGas.com. This concludes Volume 12 of Partisan Radio. Until we talk to you guys again next week, I'm John Jacob Schmidt, 73. As ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time radio hams have been busy every single minute the ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets diameters who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for americans in trouble